it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take TPV Radio with you 24/7. Just download live. 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's up, family? Ryan Tide here, and I'm enjoying the praise right here on the Thomas Voice Radio Network. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Thomas Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Simon's Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D., at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live right now on the Psalmist Voice, on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. I was in certain danger. 
Hallelujah. When I'm in the trenches, when I'm defenseless, when I'm my back's against the wall, when I don't know what to do, when I'm feeling weak, when I'm very vulnerable, when I'm at my end's wit, when I don't know what else to do, when I throw my hands up and surrender, when my tears have all dried up, but I'm still crying inside, when I'm angry, but I don't know who to be angry at, I'm defenseless and it takes God's love. That is an amazing song and a great way to kick off grief on today. It was his love that lifted me. When nothing else would work in my life, it was God's love that rescued me. I know, I, nobody have to tell me that I was at the end of my life. I know I was. I know that I was uh, sinking deeply in, in erroneous thinking and craziness in my mind. And it was God that came to my rescue. It was his love and his mercy and his grace through his son, Jesus Christ, that got me where I am today. I'm not here by happenstance, nor am I here by accident. I'm here by divine order and appointment of God. I welcome each one of you to the buffet on today. The buffet is a place where everybody can eat. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your dietary needs are. You can eat at the buffet. If you are a vegetarian, we've got something for you. If you are a vegan, we can feed you at the buffet. If you love meat, baby, we got steak on the buffet for you today, ribs, pork chops, chicken, lamb, whatever you need. We have it at the buffet on today. If you have a special needs diet, we can help you too. Because we come assigned by God to meet the needs of God's people. And that's what our assignment is, and we are about our Father's business. Are we perfected in that area? No, we're not. But we're thriving for perfection. Our eyes and our gaze is fixed on, on the high calling of God, which is Christ Jesus in our lives. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. All others sink in sand. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris, for um, the song that you have chosen to minister to our hearts on today. God bless you. I'd like to meet and greet everyone on the panel today that came to the buffet to not only eat, but some came to the buffet to feed First of all, good afternoon, Sister Roberta Jones, the chef at the buffet. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. It's great to be here. Sister, that song do something to you? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. It's, it's amazing. The, the, the Lord said, I use the small things or the minor things to confound the wise. He takes yes. something like a song, sis, and he just shows up, locates us in the forest. Because sometimes that's yes. where we really are, huh? We're in the forest of yes. life. Yes. We got yes. our eyes open, but we can't see. We got two on, ears, man. baby, but we can't hear. We got a grand you video now, but ain't got no good words to come out of it. Can't even speak truth. I yes. thank God for the song today. It was his love. Pastor Chris, Amen. how are you on today? Greetings to you, sir. I... Yes, ma'am. Uh-oh, I'm off. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. I'm over here trying to keep the band back because you already starting. So I'm strapping my seatbelt, getting ready to eat and bless the people of God on today. So I Amen. am ready. Amen. 
Yeah, we saying grace today. But that, that song was grace. We said the blessing over the food that we're about to partake of. Brother Kareem, we understand you're, you're with us on today. Yes, how y'all doing this morning, this afternoon? Hey, Grandfather, that's what we'll call you. That's going to be your nickname because you you wise beyond your years. We thank God for you oh. being on the buffet today. We thank God for your impartation even before you open your mouth to speak. We bear witness by the Spirit of God that you have brought to the table, to the buffet, some great and wholesome nuggets that you're going to feed God's people. And we're just welcoming you to the buffet on today. And congratulations on your graduation for your son on last week. I enjoyed the the video that you put online. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Brother Irvin Burton. You're welcome. Brother Irvin Burton, good good afternoon, sir. Uh, How you doing? Assalamu alaikum to y'all. God bless you. Thank you so much for being on the buffet today. Looking forward to being with you, sir. Uh, I, I think you were probably about five years old when I met you. That was many moons ago, and we're not going to tell my age today. It's not my birthday. <laughs> God bless you. Welcome to the buffet. Uh, Sister Roberta, hey. you're welcome, baby. Sister Roberta, we're going to start off today just um, – just with you just going ahead and, and, uh, and expect, uh, 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 just just giving a word that you'd like to just share on today. Uh, the song is really just uh, did me in. I should just say amen and let's go home because Brother Christian messed me up. He released the band before we even got started. But, 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 Sister Roberta, that love that that song talked about, you exemplify a lot of that love, and, and Brother Kareem and Brother Irvin have experienced it, and I know I have. I've eaten at your table so many times, I, I, I need to leave not only a tip, I need to pay for my meal, because I've eaten at your table spiritually and physically, and, and I really have been craving your potato salad, literally. Now, I'm, I ain't talking about no spiritual potato salad. I'm talking about I want to be at your table with a spoon and eat some of your potato salad. But uh, just share just for a few minutes with the people that are coming on about how love lifted you, sis. Amen, amen. Love, it was truly love lifted me when nothing else could help. There was nothing else because I, I was in a place where nothing could help but the love of God. That was beyond feelings and emotions. It had to go beyond what I was going through, what I was feeling. It has to be spirit. So love is, is a spirit, and it has to it shows action. And I thank God for this because of what I went through. I saw His love. I saw what He really did for us when He went on the cross. And we were yet in our sins. He died for us because of His love, not because we were good, not because of our. Amen. Amen. You you're so correct in what you're saying. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. I thought you were done. No, when he, when I saw the love and what he had for me, it helped me to love others mm. that are in their in their in their uh their mess or in their little uh, misunderstanding. It helped me to love them because it was the love of God because if he had left me where I was, I wouldn't be My Lord. Mm. Wow. Now that's 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 good right there. If he'd have left me alone, I, I I probably wouldn't be here today to even talk about his love, his grief, uh, not his grief, but his love, his mercy, or grief. But um, we look forward to um, talking further about God's love. Uh, Brother Irvin, 
I know that you have much to say because there have been many things that have transpired in your life. And I know that, that the death of your wife or the homegoing of your wife was not the only thing that caused you grief. And I just wanted to make sure that when you came to the buffet, that you were able to open up and share about any and everything that uh, you'd like to, because we don't want to bring anybody to the buffet and they go away undissatisfied. Amen. So, Brother Irvin, um, were there any any other uh, situations in your life uh, not not discrediting your wife or anything like that? Anything else you want to share to bring light to somebody else's life uh, about grief in your life, sir? Brother well, um, yes, ma'am. Uh, well, you know, I, well, y'all know I used to play basketball and I was I was real good at it and. Uh, <laughs> Due to me, you know, being a menace to society and uh, out here being in the streets, you know, that's one thing I lost is basketball, and I, that's one thing I regret. And that's sort of um, grief to me because I could have made it, you know, to the NBA. I could have made it overseas. I could have did a lot, of, a lot of things with my talent. And mm-hmm. when I when I lost basketball due to me being incarcerated, going to prison. You know that that was something that was taken away from me. I, I took that away from myself. Very and, good. Uh, lo- losing basketball, and um, now my son growing up, he want to play basketball. You know, it's it's really kind of hard for me because after I left, after basketball, after I, after I took basketball away from myself, I really didn't love the game anymore. Mm. And my wife, she used to always tell me, you know, you gotta, you, you still gotta play basketball. Your son love to play basketball, and with me playing basketball in prison really got my time to go by a little faster. And I want to tell, you know, young young black men, young black boys out there, you know, you got to continue to do what you love, right? I'm also a, a bricklayer. I I do masonry work. And uh, right now we're building a, a juvenile center. We're building a $20 million juvenile center. And I was talking to the wow. people who, who invested their $20 million into building this um, juvenile center in Flint, and I and, huh. and, and, and I asked them, I asked them a question. I said, "Do, do y'all believe that y'all gonna feel this?" And they said that, that they know that we, that they gonna feel this. And they starting at the age from seven years old all the way to eighteen, locking our uh, black young black men up. And if you are if you a black man out there, man, if you don't have children. If you got children, if you live in a neighborhood with a lot of children, man, I, I I really encourage young black men to pull these young black men off the street, man. I told I told the people, I told them, I said, I hope y'all don't feel this this, this juvenile center, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna try my hardest, you know, to, to 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 get this place to not to be filled because y'all are closing our schools, which y'all are you know building these juvenile centers. So our black children don't have nothing else to do but go right to prison or or, or go or die, you know. So I encourage man a lot of a lot of black men out there, man. If if you see a young black man, a, a young black boy, a girl, you know, what I'm saying do something for them. You know, a conversation. You know, tell them about themselves. Tell them who they are. You know, a lot of black children don't know who they are. You know, so 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 I tell I tell my children. And I and I build my children. I, I get them their history because when 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 the black kid go to school with the white child, you know they they tell them their history. They tell them about Christopher Columbus and all these people. So the white 
the white uh, kid leaves the school with his head held high, but the black kid leaves with his head, you know, down because he don't know his history. He don't know who hmm. he come from. He don't know who he is. You know, they, they, they don't even teach black history in schools anymore. So, you know, that's to me that's grief because, you know, I, I didn't know these things. And when I was in prison, man, you got a lot of intelligent black men that's in prison. You have a lot of unintelligent black men. You know, not many guys I had to teach how to read that was 30, 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? So it, wow. it's, 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 it's real deep, you know, when it comes to grief, you know, because – I don't know if I said this last time, but when you're in prison, you are buried alive. You know, it's it's, wow. it's, it's a death. It's, it's not a physical mm. death, but it's a death because, you know, you out of sight, you out of mind. And, and a lot of us don't have that, that doorway, that knowledge of people that's going to be here for you or, you know, teach you anything. They just mm. send us off to prison, you know. And now they start younger trying to get us to prison. And you know I, I'm 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 just not you know okay with it. So you know that's that's a part of a part of my grief because it's sad to you know see this happen to our people. Wow, wow, Urban, that's eye opening for me because I didn't know uh, that a seven year old child could go to juvenile. My God, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And that 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 mission and purpose that you have that gave, that you gave birth to because you spent that time in prison. Uh, I know that those nine years you were there were hard on you, but I'm thankful for what you gave birth to because a lot of people spend nine years and they come out and their whole mindset is to do the community some some harm instead of some good. And I'm grateful to you for, for your mindset. Um, uh, I'm also proud of you for uh, owning and taking responsibility for the decision that you you made that rendered you a prison sentence. I'm I'm proud of you for that. There are a lot of people that go to prison and they say um, it was because of somebody else. And I think that that's big and that's major for me, that you standing up uh, a man and, and a man of color and saying, I made this poor decision and my decision got me locked up. And I'm grateful for you for that. So, so Roberta, did you have anything you wanted to um, uh Ask Brother Irvin about what he just said. Yes, one of the things I, I was interesting to me that he said um, the losing of being able to uh, play basketball was grief. Mm-hmm. You know, so often, uh, we, like you say, we take grief as only death. So death can be in different areas. And, and one of the things that, as young men and women, that when we, when our dream dies it takes on the form of grief because that was a dream of his. That was a talent that God had given him. And Irvin, you was an awesome basketball player. Yes, you was. You were in the superior very much. But we mm-hmm. looking forward to, to seeing you be there, you know, but nevertheless, thanks be to God that, that you allowed this to help you grow and you didn't get stuck and say what you could have been. But now you're passing it on to... Passing on to other young people, and that's one of the things that hurt our people is that people telling us to go, but we don't know who we are. We don't know where we came yeah. from. We don't know history. So if you don't tell, if I don't know where where I belong or where I've been, it's hard for me to go forward because mm-hmm. I don't see my doing there. The dream is not there, but it's so important that we tell the history because we the shame of our history. But it, that's mm-hmm. who we were. That's 
afraid of. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And the things that happened to it happened to us. We didn't do it to ourselves, but it happened to us. Right. You know, we were brought into it. And that's that's why they don't want to teach it, but it's for us to teach. And, you know, remind me of that's what uh, uh, the, the children of Israel, that's all they had was their heritage, their history. They kept their history before even now. You know, they teach their history. They teach them from, from uh, Abraham all the way. You know, they didn't leave out history. Because when you leave out something, there's a missing link. And when something's mm-hmm. missing, it can't be complete. And I, I thank God for you sharing that and, and hope that others would understand that, look, your talent and your, uh, uh, your, uh, your dream is what keeps you alive. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, I'm um, I'm just and, and then when he said uh, uh, prison is like a death sentence, you said a lot of profound things that that um, that uh, really uh, shook me to the core, uh, Brother Irvin. Um, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that have to go go where you've been to to understand and believe what you say. I believe it just coming from your mouth, so I'm fine with that. But um, Brother uh, Kareem, is there anything yes, you'd ma'am. like to? Um, <laughs> anything you'd like to ask Brother Irvin or anything you'd like to say concerning some of the stuff he said? Well, one of the things he said, uh, you know, a prison is like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very powerful statement because people think just because you're in a four-wall structure, it's a death sentence. But we can actually be free in our families, mm-hmm. free in our world, free in our job, and still be in prison. And That's true. Our mind, our minds is totally arrested by everything that are that is not conducive for us to live. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what I find out about grief is that you know we when we go through grief, sometimes we we lose touch of what love really is because you all were talking about love in the beginning, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes we lose out on love because we don't understand that there is something that's called agape love. And uh, hmm. it, agape love is, is unconditional. So, you know, it, you have to actually go through something to understand what unconditional love is. I'm going to love you in spite of, um, I'm going to love you just because, you know, it's the right thing to do. I'm going to love you because Christ loved me. Um, and, and, and once we understand that, then we'll be able to go through the things in life a little bit smoother uh, didn't expect it. Uh, so what happens is people people tend to put certain things on scales, and uh, we limit and we label people in the wrong way. So when we do that, we put we put we put ourselves in a situation that we don't even know how to love. So it, it's a lot of people that go through grief. Uh, we don't help them to with their grief. So what we do is we just leave them where we at and say, I'm praying for you and everything's hmm. going to be okay, but they don't show the unconditional love. That means coming out of yourself and, and being a blessing to them. Um, and, and, and that's a lot of stuff. We, we don't, we don't get to understand that because I don't want to go too far out, but you know, clearly the Bible, the Bible tells us to bless those that curse you. Um, mm-hmm. That's a that's a walk right there that I don't think we sure have tapped into as the body of Christ. We haven't tapped into that because we basically basically what you're saying is I have to go be a blessing to somebody that hates my guts. I mean mm. I, I have to go love somebody 
and take care of somebody that really could care less if I live or die. Um, and that that's unconditional love. I mean, you're doing it because Christ asks you to do it. Um, so, I mean, if we really look at this word love, uh, we got to really be careful how we express it, you know, because it can, it, we, we can say it the wrong way and we can express it the wrong way and it'll mess a whole bunch of people up. Hmm. You I mean, know, I could go um, on about that, but. Uh, yeah, but you know, uh, Brother Kareem, um, when we talk about that love thing, that's where I am now. And I guess. It was just very befitting for me when, when Brother Chris opened up with that song. I'm in a place now where I'm coming to the realization in myself that I really don't totally understand the depths of love. And I have just really skimmed the surface when it comes down to operating out of love. And mm-hmm. let's, let's go back to um, uh, Brother Irvin uh, after... And I'm going to share what I'm going I'm to I'm go to, Brother Irvin, then I'm going to let uh, Sister Roberta go before we do this. But I'm going to put it out here so you can ponder it if you need to. Brother Irvin, we know, uh, all of us know where you started off in your spiritual walk. And when you became incarcerated, you took on another um, facet of spiritual, spiritual life, a livelihood, lifestyle. I'd like to know what was the calling card or what was the drawing card? that got you from where you were spiritually to where you are now. After Sister Roberta share her thoughts, I'd like to hear you uh, address that if you don't mind. Okay? Okay, Sister yes, Roberta? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Sister Roberta? Yes. yes. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Brother Kareem said something that was so powerful about demonstrating love. I remember in my walk with the Lord, and I was going through at a real difficult time, and his mother always showed me love. It seemed like every time I was at my my weakness. She was sending me a card. Wow. Just, just that card would just bring me so much life and joy. Matter of fact, she it was her love. She was a sweet, she had a sweet and quiet spirit. But she had yeah. a powerful spirit. And that's what mm-hmm. let me know in, in that my walk with what she did, it let me know those that was in the church they were whooping and howling. And the Lord said, Those that you think no don't but those that don't do because she was doing what they were saying, but she was doing and wasn't saying anything. So she was mm-hmm. demonstrating her love by her action because love is an action word. She wasn't mm-hmm. saying that, you know, if you need me, call me. She, whenever I needed her, whenever I needed her, she knew by the spirit and she sent a card. She didn't, you know, she wasn't worried about what was going on or anything, but she sent a card with love in it. And that showed me that, okay, man, I see those that are real and those that are not. So her love helped me to grow. It helped me to stand, you know, because she and I was having children at the same time. We were having children. (laughs) And I, I needed that at that time. So it was her love walk, her love walk. She had a meek and quiet spirit, but it was powerful. She was a powerful wow. woman of God, but said very Amen. few words. But her power was in her love and her demonstration for God. So she obeyed God. She listened to God and did what he said. So I want yeah. to Amen. Amen. And that's Amen. what's needed today. It's needed for us to demonstrate God, not to just talk God. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. anybody can talk God who walk in God. That's, that's the one I want to be bothered with. Mm-hmm. Brother Irvin, yes. uh, 
uh, let's go if every, uh, how all my, my you know uh, Pastor Chris I haven't given you any uh, opportunity before Brother Irvin speaks about his transformation from one spiritual uh, avenue or uh, uh, facet to another before we go there uh, Brother Chris you have anything you want to say about what Brother Irvin said earlier or what's been said uh, since then Pastor Chris uh, yes ma'am I, I'll be on good behavior I think one of the biggest things that we do as a people and this installs the grief now sometimes we do it to ourselves what do I mean especially when it comes to sports there's a stigma especially as parents that oh you need to go to college oh you need to do this oh you need to do that sometimes we have to be sensitive enough to understand that this is what my child excels in and we ought to be supportive of what they do now sometimes it draws the individual or the child to go left because i don't see mama in the stands i don't see daddy in the stands i don't see cousin pookie or jj in the stand so why in the world i'm going to go through all this and i have no support see that's one of the things that we don't do as a people and brother Irvin was right we have to stick together with these young people we have to get them early we have to plant the seeds early because sometimes basketball is all you got sometimes it's football whatever it is but as black parents or as a whole we have to understand what our child is good at and support it yeah we want our kids to always go to college or in the military or whatever but we always have to understand that we have to tap in to what that child is good at and once we know that then we can continue to 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 download things because identity is important i didn't learn who i was until i was already grown and that's sad because the schools have taken that away the television has already put a stigma on what a black man is so as you grow up the opposite as a people we we do a crab effect thing and this is the one thing that really bothers me not only in the natural but in the spiritual instead of encouraging each other we always have to pull each other down and that part i don't understand we ought to be more supportive as the body because the body requires many members for it to function. See, I ain't mean to preach. But I, I, th- the point is this. We have to come together. Period. We have lost too much time. Too many people have died spiritually and physically because we don't want to take the time to love each other. Period. But let me be quiet before I start something. So, Sister Lorraine, yes, I'm going to drop the mic back to you. <laughs> okay, Brother Irvin, we, we want to uh, give you time to, to just share with us what was the shift for you? What was the calling card that got you from what you grew up with to where you are today, spiritually? There's it's, it's a lot of aspects. Uh, first of all, I want to say, you know, that, you know, the minister, Minister Louis Farrakhan taught us that, you know, even though we come to Islam, we are still Christians. We are taught that a good Christian is a good Muslim, and a good Muslim is a good Christian. Hmm was because, um, um, you know, my, my, my first couple of years in prison, you know, I was very angry. 
you know, and and and, and I played a lot of a lot of basketball, so a lot of my fights and a lot of my things came from uh, just playing basketball, getting getting into a lot of fights and stuff like that. And he had a couple of brothers, you know, that was a nation of Islam. They used to always come out there and play basketball with me, and always just to be like, man, why are you so angry, man? You talented, you smart, you intelligent. You know, they were telling me things, and you know, it, that a, that a young black man usually don't hear about themselves, you know, compliment. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they were telling me, you know, asking me questions. Do you do you know your history? Do you know this? Do you know that? Do you know that? And you know, I, I didn't know these things. So uh, I, I started going to service, and I started, you know, listening to Minister Louis Farrakhan, and, uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And, you know, what, what really drew me in was the history. You know, I didn't know about Marcus Garvey and Nat Turner and Noble Drew Ali and, you know, uh, uh, um, these these prominent black men that did a lot, you know, for our people. And they taught me my history, and they taught me where, you know, our black people came from. You know, how do we... In uh, North America, you know, when did we come over here? I was learning so much from these teachings and getting the answers and the things that I didn't know, you know, you know, in in in, in Christianity. And I'm I'm repeating myself, you know, Christianity is a great it's a great religion, but a lot of things that I didn't know, I didn't answer. A lot of people couldn't answer them for me, and a lot of people use, you know, Christianity as a tool, you know. And and, and 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 a lot of people don't have good experiences, and I'm not saying that I didn't. I believe mm-hmm. I had a good experience, you know, with Christianity. I still do. Like I said, I'm still a Christian. You know, I believe okay. in Islam. I'm a Muslim, but I, I'm also I'm, I'm still a Christian because I know the history of Christianity. I didn't know the, the history of Christianity. I didn't know, you know, seeing it from the point of view of we gotta understand that we are living in the West, and the Bible and these characters and people in the Bible are from the East. They gave me the history. They showed me you have to go back. You have to go and, 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 and see who your people was from the East perspective. You know, not just from over here in the West, you know, the English perspective, but Arabic. You know, I learned I learned Arabic when I was in prison. You know, I, I learned our native tongue, you know, so I, I was learning these things in prison. I was I became studious. And that came hmm. from, you know, the nation of Islam. You know, it came from, you know, being, being a Muslim. But it also showed me that you still can be a Christian with all these teachings, but you have to be, you, you, you have to know the truth. And I didn't know the truth about Christianity. I didn't know, you know, things, you know, that, that I learned from a child, you know, about Jesus, about Abraham, Moses. So mm-hmm. I didn't know these things. And these these black men, you know, taught me these things and gave me a different perspective of the Bible. And, I, you know, we, we read the Bible, we read the Holy Quran. A lot of people don't know that the Holy Quran backs the Bible. You know, the Bible came first, but the Holy Quran backs the Bible. You know, so 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 it, it all came together for me and made me, you know, a man immediately. You know, so okay, that was my whole transition. You know, coming to the teachings of uh, you know, Muhammad Elijah Muhammad. Amen. Amen. Uh, we understand uh, Sister Tracy is on the line and um, uh, she's uh, traveling, but we want to give her room. Before any of us uh, ask any questions of Irvin, uh, Sister Tracy. Yes, can you guys hear me? We sure can. Yes. Okay, I've been trying to talk for a while, and my signal <laughs> kept going out. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just want to say, um, you know, uh, Brother Irvin, I appreciate you sharing that 
Um, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of looped into what I was going to say about grief. Um, I just this week, just this week, you know, I'm, I'll am i be half of 100 in October. So I will be a whole 50 years old in October. And I just realized this week that I have been grieving from the love of my biological father. So <laughs> it, it's interesting. I, I had, you know, my, my, my stepdad who loves me unconditionally, but I had no idea that I was still carrying a weight had no no idea at all. So grief comes in so many packages, and we walk around and we carry that load, and it continues to weigh us down, and we un, we don't understand why we can't move on to the next level of whatever we're going through in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, spiritually, physically, emotionally, because we haven't dealt with that grief. And from what uh, Brother Irvin was saying, so many times children grieve, you know, and the grief is in the home and you have no idea you're grieving because a child doesn't know how to communicate that to the parent that they're grieving. Um, and that's whether it's a, a, a home where there's a husband and a wife and they're, those are their children or if it's a, a blended family. So the kids carry that weight as children, don't know how to process it, don't know how to get it off of them, and they take that same grief and that same weight into adult relationships. And then you wonder why there's so much divorce and discord in homes. It's because we didn't deal with the grief that we carry from childhood. And as it relates to uh, what Brother Irvin was saying, I've spoken to several young black men who went into prison as Christians, came from Christian homes, but um, the Nation of Islam educated them. That That is huge because in the body of Christ, and me and my siblings have had this conversation, in the body of Christ, where's the education coming from? We need to educate our people, not just our black men, but our people, you know, as a whole, because these young men go in uh, one way and come out another so in in part of that, they dealt with some form of grief. You heard what Irvin just said. He didn't know certain things. So there's grief involved even in that. You know, I didn't realize how big, you know, of an issue grief was, but God has me in a place right now, and it's blowing my mind. Like, really, I am, I am being free, you know, and I want to be, definitely, but I am literally on the highway, uh, uh, headed to see a girl, an army buddy of mine. Uh, we've been friends for over 30 years. We don't talk every day. I saw on Facebook that her son had died, so I reached out to her. And when I reached out, she instantly cried. And she said, Tracy, you always showed me love, and you were always there. Now, it's been almost 15 years since I've talked to her, but whatever I did when I was in her presence, Love was exemplified, and that's what she remembered about me. So she just was like, I need you. And, mm. I, you know, I'm a, I don't know if you guys heard, but in North Carolina, there's a shortage of gas. And I've been riding around trying to find gas. But I'm like, Lord, you finna make a way because she <laughs> said she need me, and I'm going. I'm on my mm. way to be with her. Because um, not a woman of God, but she says, I need prayer. And 
that's that's my door. That's my doorway in right there. And I'm just, you know, believing God that in this season of grief, and so so many people are experiencing mm-hmm. it in one way or another, that he is using me as a vessel to go and to pour into this young lady. So I definitely need you guys' prayers with that because I definitely want to be led by God. Um, this is not a happenstance, guys, that we're talking about grief. God wants to set us free. I, I believe yeah. that. In, in, in the depth of my soul, I believe that. So I I understand why we have to continue to talk about it. You know, I understand mm-hmm. why we have to continue to pour into people. I appreciate, you know, um, the stories, you know, even from, you know, bro- from Brother Irving, from Brother Kareem last week, Brother Jeremiah. I appreciate the stories because with every story that's being told, we're learning a little bit more you know, of how to deal with things and how to help other people overcome what they're going through. Right. Right. And and you know, Sister Tracy, we can't quit talking about it because it doesn't quit happening. It keeps happening. Uh, Every time we, we think we've gotten to a place where, okay, it's a calm, there comes another storm. So again, we're back yeah. enraged and we're back engaged where we need to help somebody. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, There was a sister that we know, um, Sister Virginia, came on on Facebook yesterday, and she says, hey, guys, Facebook family and friends, could you pray for my niece and nephew, please? And that's all she said. And a a few hours later, yesterday evening, she came back on, and she says, thanks for praying, but they both went home to be with the Lord. And I'm like, Mm. Jesus. So what I did, I looked at the um, funeral home uh, announcements in Saginaw to see, you know, their ages and if I knew who they were, and come to find out the young lady was born in 1963 and the young man was born in 1964. So these two young people uh, passed on yesterday, first cousins. I'm not sure what they passed from, but I sent uh, sent forth my condolences to her. And so it continues to happen. Uh, the young man that we all know of, uh, several of us on the line know of, that was driving the 18-wheeler. And I called my niece who lives in Mississippi, and she said that uh, one of the drivers of the 18-wheeler swerved to miss a deer and hit another 18-wheeler and passed away and perished in that, in that uh, accident. So there's so much devastation all around us. Um, I was supposed to be at a funeral in Meridian, Mississippi today of a young woman who went to sleep on Friday night and never woke up on Saturday morning. So there's so much devastation all around us. And then I have a friend in, in Saginaw whose granddaughter had an accident, a car accident last week. She didn't have a seatbelt on, nor did she have her, her, her 18-month-old son in a seatbelt. He received concussion. She's been in a coma since last week. And the doctors told them on yesterday, uh, the family needs to make a decision whether we're going to take her off life support or not. Here's a woman who has not even reached 30 years old. And so we're surrounded by this stuff. And we're crying out to God because there's an answer somewhere. And we need it now. Tracy, in the name of Jesus, I pray you find gas and and, and and Jesus' mighty name. I pray that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in God's sight, first of all, because he's your rock and he's your redeemer. He's a very present help in the time of trouble and the time of need. I pray he give you words of comfort. I pray he give you wisdom, that he lead God and direct you in ways you don't even expect. I pray that God will come in miraculously and do a miracle in this young woman's life in the absence yeah. of her son. 
in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that he yes. will continue to, to bless your, your life for being obedient to him, that you will walk away uh, healed, and that she, you will walk away leaving her in a better place healed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Chris, Amen. you have comment. Uh, yes, ma'am. I, I wanted to applaud Brother uh, Irvin for coming on the show because I know there's always been a big issue with uh, the Muslim faith and Christianity. But I have to applaud him because he's open enough to be on the platform. And he has some facts, and he's actually true with actually not knowing who we are as believers. And again, that's another problem that we have as believers, because we don't know who we are. And with being a Christian or being a believer, like I like to call it, being a believer and being in a Christian is a is two different things. See, Christianity is the religion that we run with. Being a believer is a relationship that you live with. Big difference. Now, when we're learning who we are, a lot of what we get from the Word of God is from the West. It is from the Middle Eastern culture. And as a people, we have to understand that yes, we are the mystery as believers and the covenants that was taking place and what was said, it was geared to by the Jews. The Jews were the promised people where the Jews therefore turned their back on the covenant and it took Jesus to seal the deal. Now, that's a whole nother lesson, whole nother time, but that's why a lot of young men and women when they go into prison and I have to again applaud uh, the nation of Islam in of educating our people we don't do that as believers and then we wonder why we get upset when we have young brothers and sisters they go to the Islamic faith because the Christians don't want to teach that we want to teach about the ATM of God and the naming and claiming of God and all this stuff that has nothing to do with building who you are as a man and woman of God. So, I, again, I just wanted to applaud him because, again, this is huge. Having, having believers and having a, a, a man that is a, a Muslim and being in the same platform, same program, still talking about the same issues, and being one not only as a people, but we can respect each other in a way where this is what you believe, this is what I believe, but the, the whole purpose of this is to bring freedom to people that are listening that are going through grief. That, I just wanted to say that because I needed to, I needed to tip my hat off to our brother. So I'm done. So back to you. Pastor Chris, um, Pastor Chris, we thank you for that. But like you say, we're on we're we're in this together. We're a team here. Um, I don't care what hat you wear, I don't care what color your hat. Our purpose and our mission today 
is to help. Uh, if you're not hurting my program, you're helping my program. If you're not against my program, you, even if you don't say anything, you're not you're not in my way. And so I don't have any excuse to downplay your your spiritual walk. Your spiritual walk is your choice. If your spiritual walk is enough for you to guarantee you that at the end of your life, you're going to be pleased with where you are, I'm fine with you. Um, Pastor Chris, I'm scared to ask you for a song because your songs have been blazing lately. But I believe that we need a song uh, to just, uh, before we come back, and uh, Brother Kareem, before we go to song, is it anything that's pressing on you about what has been said before we go to song? Because uh, you're free. First of all, I want to say that the buffet is really full this this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> it's really full. Um, again, I want to take my hat off to Brother Irvin um, because I was always told at a young age, if you wanted to keep something from black men or black people, put it in a book. Um, and I used to hear that all the time. So I, I take mm-hmm. my hat off to the young brother for educating himself and finding something that inspired him to to be a better man. Um, Amen. One thing I, I found out about dealing with the grief that I had to deal with, and I think Christians, we suffer from it because we, we fail to do this one thing, and I'm seeing it all the time just in leadership, and I'm seeing it uh, in Christendom, period, and in the body of Christ. And I think that's why the kingdom of God is suffering right now. Um, in so many areas because you know Romans chapter 12 it says and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is so one of the problems is when we suffer grief when we suffer problems when we suffer persecution we forget that we have the power and authority to renew our mind and, and what happens is we don't think like the mind of Christ, but we think like the world. So we're so confused about a lot of stuff. So that's what keeps us not just grief of devil. We we be grief in our spirit. You know, we're not supposed to grieve the Holy Spirit, but we grieve the Holy Spirit all the time because we don't understand who we are as Christians. So we get hooked on preaching. And I want you all to hear what I'm going to say. We get hooked on the preaching and not the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get caught up in the hoopla and the praise and worship, but we forget about there are principles, there are parables that we need to understand in the word of God that's going to guide us through these perilous times because that's where we're at. We're going to continue to see the rise of death. We're going to continue to see people get sick. We're going to continue to go through. We're going to continue to experience all of these lack and in, in pandemics because he's trying to get us to understand that your way is not your way. The Bible says that foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the son of man does not have a place to lay his head. What God is trying to tell us is I need you to get your own head off of your shoulders and let me rest hmm. on your shoulders so I can guide you through this thing. Yes. Because my GPS is much better than yours. Amen. And, and we don't, we, we messed up and we, we, we're trying to go through this life of Christendom our way and it's not going to work. Right. 
Right. So we miss out on opportunities. We miss out on blessings. We miss out on ministering to people because we're we're supposed to be doing the Great Commission. We're supposed to be out here witnessing to people, but we can't because we bottle down with grief and disappointment and depression and stress. So we can't. We miss opportunities to bring in souls to the kingdom because we all messed up. Mm. You know, uh, now you said something. Uh, you said something, Brother Kareem, and uh, I have to. I have to touch it. You said we're so busy. We're so busy trying to preach to the people, and and I believe mm-hmm. I, I, I'm totally, totally in agreement with you. And I tell you something else. I gotta say. I gotta say something. Roberta said, but um, Roberta told me one time. She said she was sitting in a basketball game. And she's probably shared this on the air, but this is so befitting of what you just said, Brother Kareem. She was sitting at a basketball game, and she looked around at how the people were engaged and how they were, yay, hollering and just excited about being at that basketball game. And Mm -hmm. she says, she said to the Lord, Lord, why is it at this basketball game, people are so happy and they're so engaged, and it's so many of them here. Why is it that when we go to church, you know, people are sitting there looking like they don't know what today is. They're not happy mm-hmm. to be at church. They're just sitting there just uh, just not engaged, not even saying amen. What is going on, Lord? He mm-hmm. told her, he said, what did they come for? And she said, well, they came mm-hmm. for a basketball game, God. He said, what are they getting? Well, Lord, they're getting a basketball game. He said, that's what's wrong. They come to church seeking me, and they don't find me at church. You, you find you find people. You find you find the pastor wanting to showcase. You find the members wanting to showcase. You find that you find the usher wanting to show out. You find the choir and the praise team cutting up, cutting up in their flesh. And so, when we, I'm, I'm gonna let you. Okay, go ahead. When we give people what they come for, they'll come back and they'll bring others. Go ahead, brother. I'm going to throw this in there. This, this, this is for free for everybody. Throw it in there, then, Kareem. Okay? Throw it in there. <laughs> one, thing, one thing people say, and Pastor Chris could probably concur with this. People say, I suffer. I really, I don't, I can't do church. I'm, I, I'm, I'm suffering from church hurt. See, see hmm. that's the most biggest conception and the trick of the enemy. The church has never done nothing to you. It's the mm-hmm. people that have done right. something to you. The right. church ain't never right. done nothing to you. No, the, the church was designed to be a place that you could come. And cause the Bible says, how can the people hear without a preacher? Well, guess what? Right. God right. has assigned certain leaders to come and preach and teach to us. But what happens is some of our leaders have been caught up in so much preaching that they forgot how to teach the people of God how to live this life. Mm-hmm. I can't preach you to live this life. I have to teach you this life of Christ. And how do I do that? I have to be an example to you. Right. I can't, I can't preach you to have a successful marriage. I need to show you that I have a successful marriage. That's true. I can't. I can't. I can't we, we preach too much. We, we don't need, this world don't need another preacher. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The Bible says you have the Bible says you have ten thousand instructors, but you have not many fathers. Who who gonna be the father? Mm. Uh oh. Who gonna be the father to lead these there. people? Yeah, we got too many life coaches, we got too many mentors, but we ain't got no father. Mm-hmm. So 
so when Brother Irving was talking about they, they, they got plans to fill this juvenile detention, they are going to fill it because you know why? We don't have enough fathers to keep them out of there. Yep. Well, we got teachers that's going to teach them and they're going to have a problem and they're going to go in there. So it's just, it's just, it's just you know, I, that's always been my spiritual soapbox right there is that, you know, I think we preach too much and we need to teach people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, instead of talking about it, we need to be about it. And that's what, that's what, that, that, that's what happened to Brother Irvin when he got incarcerated. Mm-hmm. He found some people that was about it. That's right. They came, they came to him with a plan, and they yeah, were right. operating the plan. They didn't come to him mm-hmm. with just, you know, words. And then they go about to do something else. But they gave him words and he saw them live it. So mm-hmm. that's what's missing in our lives. People that will offer us themselves to the point of uh, denying themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we only do that stuff we want to do. Somebody called me yep. and said, hey, can you give me a ride? If I feel like it, I'll go. But if I don't mm-hmm. feel like it, I'll be like, no, I'm a little tied up right now. That's a lie. Mm-hmm can make time for you but we won't make time for people we won't ask we won't we won't allow the spirit of god to lead us because he always leads us in an area that's irritating to our flesh Mm -hmm. and most of us are not walking around irritated in our flesh we're happy in our flesh we're irritated in our spirit Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i I commend i commend the man that you have become our brother urban i commend you because you have taken on an awesome responsibility and task. When your wife passed away uh, some some a few months ago, you inherited immediately three three sons, one being a newborn to raise. Mm. That is an awesome responsibility, and my heart goes out to you for the task because being a mother, I know the struggles of get your hands off of that, come off of there, get down from there. Where you going? What you doing? I know the task. And so I know as a man, uh, it's a struggle in some ways, and it's a delight and joy in others. And I commend you for that, Brother Urban. Pastor Chris, I asked you for a song, but you got words. What you want to say, Pastor Chris? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're going to go to break, but I just want to say something. I wanted to co-sign on what uh, Brother Kareem said. He's absolutely right. We don't peace anymore and I understand the word church hurt because I was a product of church hurt until I realized that it's a relational thing it's not religion see the religion is what hurts us we are Mm -hmm. taught to go to the building to seek God But see, people don't understand that you have to build your relationship in a personal level because people are going to fail you. As a pastor, Mm -hmm. I will fail you. I am a man. But see, Mm -hmm. the problem is if you're directing the people to seek relationship for themselves, not come Mm -hmm. and look at me and see what suit I got on or what car I'm driving. Uh Mm Uh-oh, that's a whole other subject. I am very animate about teaching the people, illuminating their mind, 
to the mm. difference of religious doctrine versus mm-hmm. relationship. See, I say it every mm-hmm. time. Every time I'm on the air, it's about relationship because there's no mm-hmm. power in religion. Uh-oh. No You're power. lose like 10 people on that one. Pastor Chris, yeah. I go to church every Sunday. I tithe mm. every Sunday. That has nothing mm. to do with anything. Nope. Your power comes from the relationship and spending time with God. How do I do that? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Read your word. Have conversations with other men and women that's going to build you what? Up. Also, the biggest word that we lose when we run this religion versus relationship is called love. We don't love each other anymore. We too busy hurting folks instead of loving folks. And that's why people don't want to come to the faith because we're the nastiest group of people that are in this whole religious circle. See, the difference is seeing a person that is a believer and a person that is in religion is their heart. Uh-oh. Yeah, we all lost like, we lost another 10 people. It's not about the religion. We have to apply love in our lives to the people we know. It's not about ramming the word down people's throat. It's about walking it out. It is a personal step. We have to take personal steps day by day. And as we continue to die to ourselves, our intellect, our degrees, our houses, so on and so forth, let me stop. I'm going to stop because we got to go to break. Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris. Yes, sir. Pastor Chris. That's good. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I done got got three titles to three different sermons. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I done got three titles. Be quiet because the band's about to go off. And I'm not trying mm. to uh, let the band go loose this, this week. I'm going to be good. So anyway, I'm going to stop right there, pump my brakes. So Sister Lorraine, Sister Roberta, back to you. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what, what, happened? what happened, Kareem? As he was talking, I, I, just, I just heard the scripture say, you know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The problem is we don't want the truth because it's going to cost us something to be free. Oh, Lord. See, I said I was going to stop. It's going to cost you something to be free. And some of us don't want to give up our freedom. No. No, we don't. Because it's going to cost us something. And and, yeah. and the, the, very thing, the very thing that we know we should give up, we won't give it up. Because if we give it up, then we think we have nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it causes us to turn a deaf ear to the truth because that's where the teaching comes in. But when you can get preached to all day, but if you ain't being taught, you can't hear because your ears and your heart is bound by your truth. You can't you can't hear what's right for you, for you and your family, your marriage, if you ain't willing to accept the truth. True freedom in God, true freedom in your relationship, true freedom is 
you got to be naked and not ashamed and be able to say what your faults and your failures are. And if you ain't willing to give that up or even share that, you you will never be free. So in other so words, you gotta be, be honest with be, yourself. That's right. Or you're gonna be wandering around in the wilderness for forty years when it only should have took you eleven days. Mm-hmm. So oh, some of us are going in circles. Some of us going in circles when we should have been delivered last week. Hello. We should have been delivered. We should have been delivered when we turned 21. Now we 50 and we still ain't delivered because we wandering around. We keep going around. So it ain't nobody else's fault. Is that what you saying? So I can't blame. I can't blame anybody else. But you will. You will because you're not free. Mm. See, when you ain't free, when you ain't free, you gonna blame it on everybody else but you. Amen. Oh my. Amen. It's all. It's always somebody else's fault. No, I can't. I can't be successful. I can't. Yeah, you. It's your fault. It's your fault that I'm not successful. It's your fault that I went to prison. It's your fault that I can't get my degree. It's your fault that my marriage ended. It's your fault that I can't go to church no more. It's your fault that I got pregnant. It's your fault that you're not my father. Let me just stop. It's it's just it's my. It's your fault. It's your fault we ain't listening to no song. That's your fault. And that's why why it's hard for, and Pastor Chris did tell you, it's hard for pastors to bring people into their office and counsel them because they're not willing to admit their part. Right. So they cancel the meeting. They cancel the meeting, and then some leaders get caught up, and they end up sharing what, they shouldn't share behind the pulpit because they really should do it from the office. You pass, look, hmm. you pass it from the office and you preach from the pulpit. Mm. All right, Pastor. Mm. Mm. You pass. Let me mm. say that again. You pass it from yeah, you the say office again. and you preach from the pulpit. Pulpit. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You 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 take you watch and you gather and you take care of your sheep in the office. Mm. But you but you feed them at the pulpit. Mm-mm. What what's happening now, is it's flip flop. It's flip flop. Yeah, it is. So that's that's why a lot of people leave church and go to other churches because they've been hurt because the pastor or somebody didn't say their business over the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So, so you got church hoppers. You got people going to all these different churches. So now you got other preachers and pastors dealing with stuff that that other pastor should have dealt with. So you let your problems come to my church. So it's you know, it, so you got you got pastors that really don't pastor. And, pastors are pastoring people that they shouldn't even be pastoring. <laughs> I, I'm really mm-hmm. not at all. Just, those sheep don't belong to you. And as a pastor, hey, instead what? of seeking the members, you need to pull them aside and say, "Hey, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not. You're not. I'm not supposed to pastor you. You need to go back to your church and make that thing work." Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm sorry. This man uh, just I, said we got pastors in the church. He just said that <laughs> we got people that's in churches. That, that man just said that. That brother Kareem just said we got pastors in the church because you got you at somebody else's church and you, they, they ain't your daddy. They ain't your daddy. Pastor Chris, so guess you what? Sure enough, so guess what? Now and we gonna get my Twitter to pray for us for all this over with. <laughs> 
Because I'm, I'm telling you, give us a song, Pastor Chris. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, Amen. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Cicilla Rain Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, PPB Radio. PPB Radio. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Question is When you're standing at a crossroads What do you do? When a fork is in the road What do you do? When the world is on your shoulders What do you do? When your back is up against the wall, what do you do? 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 You hold on and keep the faith. Keep the faith.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, PPB Radio. PPB Radio. Keep the faith and victory belongs to us. We don't want anyone to think um, going forward, moving forward, that we are bashing the church, not what we're doing. But we do want to be found being honest. Yeah, we do want to be found being honest about what we're experiencing in these four walls. Like Brother Kareem said earlier, the true church is not damaging anyone, and the true church is not damaged. But we do want to call an ace an ace and a spade a spade and a pound a pound. We are not uh, doing effective work in many cases in these four walls. Um, there are some who have picked up the cross and they're following Jesus. There are others who have picked up their pimp hats and their canes and their pretty dresses and they're moving forward in what's in their own gospel, in their own doctrine. Um, truth be told, we need to be about our father's business. And that's what we endeavor to do here on the buffet today. Pastor Chris, we have callers, and I understand that one of our callers wants to speak, but we're going to go to all of our callers. So, um, we'll go to our callers. If, callers, if you want to make comment, if you want to ask a question of any of the panel, feel free to do so. Uh, at this time, Pastor Chris, we'll do callers. Yes, ma'am. All right, first up, we will read the last four digits of your phone number, and if you like to pass, just say pass or just listening. And we'll move on to the next. Well, first caller, 2991. 2991, you are live on the air. God bless you. God bless you all as well. Um, first, I'd just like to thank God for this radio program. As I'm listening in, there are some wonderful things that are being said. And uh, one of the biggest things is I was listening about the gentleman whose wife passed not too long ago. I pray that God will bless you, strengthen you, and encourage you and your family. Um, you, you're, you're embarking on a road that is both beautiful and a struggle because your soulmate, your helpmate is not there with you. But you have the biggest help you could ever have, and that's the Lord and your family in Christ. And I pray for you and with you. I woke up one day a single dad with three kids, and brother, it is hard for us as men to do a lot of things that, that, that the mothers do. It's not that we're unwilling or unable. We just love different than moms do. It's not that we don't have compassion. We're just having a different life. And so I wanted to throw that out there first. But secondly, I was listening about the church and how things are. Um, I haven't been in church in, in, in quite some time because uh, as we've spoken, see a lot of people going to church, but not too many people want to be the church because it's difficult. God don't ever put you in a position where it's exactly what he's telling you to do all the time. Sometimes it is, but most times he will inconvenience you to see where your heart is. You know, out, uh, scripture says, out of the mouth of a man's good things, are spoken from his heart Evil things are spoken from his heart And our actions are no different You're unwilling to go out And make a difference in the lives of other people In your day to day going It's kind of hard 
for people who are doing that to minister. All they hear is preaching. All they hear is people talking about scripture, but they never see us fulfilling. They never feel the truth of love, not just love, not just truth, but the truth of love. People don't want no parts of it. And Pastor Chris and I have been brothers in Christ and speaking for years. And God has blessed us both to be able to share in our experiences and in our ministries. And we hear the church leaders, we hear church leaders, we hear church leaders. Well, what about church followers? What about church servants? What about those who want to get out there and take the finances that God gave them and literally feed the poor? I've done that, and I get beat up, y'all. I get beat up of, you know, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, blessing secret and all that. But if people don't see us out there exhibiting the love of Christ, how will they know it exists? How will they feel it? If all they do is hear it, all they do is hear it. And so I appreciate today's message because it is pointing people in the direction of what the gospel is meant for. And that's not just for you to be served, but for us to get out there and serve other people. Amen. And that's that. Thank you for calling in. God bless you. Thank you. Next caller, 5551. 5551, you are live on the air. God bless you. Good afternoon, I'm just listening right now, Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, would you leave her unmuted, please? Because I'm going to have her pray shortly. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Next caller, 4483. 4483, you are live on the air. God bless you. Pastor Jackson, you, you are you, live on the air. Pastor Jackson, you may have your phone muted, sir. Good afternoon, everyone. God bless everyone. Praise God. God bless Praise you. God. Yeah, yeah, this is a good day. There's a lot of interesting things that's being said. Uh, a lot of things is uh, opening up the eyes of people, and we are here listening and copying the mail. God bless everyone. Amen. All the, the panel God bless you. and everyone is speaking. God bless. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Amen. Next caller, 6015. 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Lucille? You may have your phone muted. Unmute your phone. Lucille Priest and Dodger Curry, just listening. All right. God bless. Thank you for listening. Uh Uh-huh. Amen. 7991. 7991. You are live on the air. God bless you. This is Jeanette Pontoon. Just listening. Thank you for calling in, Jeanette. Calling. Next caller, thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. You are live on the air. God bless you. So, Tam, you got your phone on mute. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Hey, I hear you now. Sounding like your mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Um, as 
Uncle Johnny said, I am listening and taking in a lot, a lot of these good nuggets. Um, there's Amen. a lot of wisdom coming from this panel today with this topic. So I just wanted to encourage everyone that's on the panel and the ones that's listening to continue to strive and listening to do your assignment. Not Amen. the assignment of others, but your assignment. Thank you. Amen. God bless. Thank you. Amen. Next caller, 
between you know you know you know both like my mother didn't have a plan for me you know and 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 I became a product of my environment and the plan that she that that she did have for me was just graduating high school and that's a lot of you know parents out here they don't really have plans for their children so you can easily become a victim of people's expectations and not not knowing what to what, what to do when you have children so when you, when you don't know what to do when you have children you just having children it's easy for us to get out here and get in the streets that's true that's true that is very true. Um, I'm with you on that, uh, Brother Urban. I came up in a broken household. Um, my uh, biological father took the life of my, my mother. And a lot of times it's like that that incident where you, you're walking or you're running and you fall, and your instinct says jump up, dust yourself off, and act like you're okay. And that's what we do a lot of times in life. We, 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 we're in a fallen state. But we don't really want people to know just how broke up we are. So we dust ourselves off. And although we should be limping away from the incident, we try to walk straight so nobody can notice that I got hurt in that fall. And I remember my husband, uh, he went to work one day. Uh, I don't remember what he did, but he was hurting. And he said that he, he was so broken in his body he should have been walking with a, a, a crazy limp, but he saw some ladies. And he said he just straightened himself up. He said it was paining him to do it, but he'd done it because he was being seen by somebody. So how many times, Brother Kareem, have we done that? Have we fallen and we really got hurt in the fall, but we jumped up and act like, I'm okay? Brother Kareem. Again, yeah, straight, straight denial. It's just, <laughs> just straight denial. And um, once you then lie to yourself so much, you start believing your own lie. And, mm-hmm. and when you when <laughs> when you do that, <laughs> you know it leads into other things. And, and I appreciate what you also said, uh, Sister Brown, about you know we're not bashing the church, um, right? We're right. not bashing the church, but uh, what we got to understand from that aspect is that you know the Bible says we you know when you leave that ninety nine to go get that one. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's a lot of ones out there that has gotten away, and, and we need to get those ones back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and the only way we're gonna get them back is we got to get them back through love. We have to get them back with with the love of Christ. And and, and when we get them back, we gotta really love on them because right. not only if they're dealing with a natural grief, they might be dealing with some spiritual grief too. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we gotta we gotta be able to answer that. And love them with the love of Christ, because that's the only way we're gonna make it. That's the only way. And we gotta be truthful too, uh, Brother Kareem. We we gotta be truthful. Uh, When we don't know something, we simply don't know it. And when when God has placed somebody in your midst, in your hand, that does know, embrace that gift and let them operate in it. You know, too many times there's jealousy and backbiting in the body of Christ, and it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It's not needed. If you know how to sing, why do I keep opening up my mouth and being all off key when I got a Tracy in the church? I can let Tracy sing, and that'll make make my preaching easier. But we've gotten to the place where we've allowed the wrong voice in our head, and we need Mm -hmm. to guard our ear gate more. We need to guard Mm -hmm. our hearts. And we need to guard our yeah. minds. We're allowing the enemy to infiltrate our thought mm-hmm. patterns. And we're thinking yeah. worse than the world because we should know That's better. Right. You know, right. if I got but you in there and you can read. Yeah, but we don't understand the difference between talent and gifts. There you go. There you go. Uh-oh. Yeah. 
We, we don't understand. He wiped out the crib, let that man go. Hush now. We don't. He said your gift. Talents and gifts. Speak on it then. You don't. Speak on talents and gifts. That's right. He said your gift is without repentance. So guess what? Uh huh. He's going to let you operate in that gift, but if you operate in a talent mode, it's not blessing nobody. That's true. It's only it's only That's blessing true. you. It's only mm-hmm. blessing you. It's only blessing you. You're only you. stirring up so, an emotional ring. You're, yeah. you're only stirring up emotions. You may have me crying, but I'm really, that's an emotional thing. That, but when you right. get to that place where you're ministering, then you've gotten, you've gotten into the realm of the spirit. It's something that's to right. happen now. Come on here that's now. Right. That's right. Pastor Chris. So I can't tell her. Oh, yes, I'm ma'am. Here, Pastor Chris. I ain't going to say that. <laughs> no, no, you're going to say that because, you know, that's like that no. starting off and don't finish. What you going to say, Brother Kareem? Then we're going to let Pastor Chris go. The reason why there's a breakdown of families and divorce in the church is because if you look at it, the whole scope of it, there are more women that actually go to church than men. The mm. reason why a lot of wives, the reason why a lot of wives, husbands are not coming to church is because what the what the what the wives are hearing, they're taking it back to their husbands. But your first ministry is your home, so mm. you should be taking care of your home, and then maybe that brother will come to church. So <laughs> we kind of be we being decisive on the gospel, which which brings it back to. We're operating out of talent and not guilt because mm-hmm. that leader should be saying, well, sis, you shouldn't be spending your time at Bible study, church, prayer being an intercessory prayer. you got a husband at home. You need to be cooking to him. You need to be tending to mm. him, tending to mm. your household. We're going to be here. Matter of fact, let me talk to your husband. I don't want you to go home and say anything that say I said across this pulpit to your husband <laughs> because when he co- because when he comes to church, he's already offended. Mm-hmm. He don't want. He don't want to meet the pastor. He don't want to meet the leader. He don't want to. Even, don't even talk to him about new membership class because he's already <laughs> offended. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. The, mm. We're breaking up everything when we should be bringing it together. That's the. That's the love. That's. But what, what, mm. what we creating. What we what we creating. I know we talk about natural grief, but we, we're creating spiritual grief. Mm. So people, not only are they grieving naturally by losing the death, but they actually are dying spiritually because we're sending out the wrong message. This man just put some hot sauce on on the neck zone, Pastor Chris. That's totally different. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pastor Chris, I know you know what I'm talking about because the last thing Pastor Chris want to get is a married woman's husband coming to the church and say, what are you telling my wife? Uh, he don't. He don't need to hear that, and he don't need to get that from him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that tells you right there that we're we're spewing out spiritual grief. Mm. We're sending people home hurt when we should be sending them home happy. And so you saying we're not equipping the people? We're not. We're giving them. We're giving no. them information. No, no, no. But we're no, not we giving them revelation. Them no, no, we give them talents, but we okay. ain't giving okay. them the gift. Mm. 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 
See, the mm. gift of God is without repentance. That means if I'm giving you the gift of God, when you go home, you're going to know exactly how to take care of your household. You're going to know exactly how to take care of your wife, take care of your spouse, take mm. care of your kids, because you're giving it to them the way God wants you to. I'm not telling you to go home and say, you know what, I know your husband will go to church. All I want you to do is pray for your husband. He's going to come mm. to church, sister. He's going to come. No, that's not it. That's not it. You know, when you're saying that, Brother Kareem, I see something. I'm tell you what I see. I see a newborn baby, and I see a tablespoon. And I see this mother putting this big old spoon in this jar of food and feeding this baby, and the baby just gagging. Yeah. <laughs> She's causing that baby grief. That baby Ooh, Lord, grief. Pastor Chris, you need to get this is. man because I ain't got nothing else. I'm done. Get him, Pastor Chris. Talk to him. I mean, we're talk, we talking about grief. We're talking about grief. We're talking about grief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, and I'm grieved because we, I've been a part of this system that did this because I was ignorant of the things of God, but I was carrying the Bible. And I was carrying exactly. a mantle, but I was not equipped. And I was talented mm-hmm. in some things, yeah. but had so not been bleeding, taught. You're bleeding on the inside, right? So you're bleeding yes, on the inside. Yes. So guess what? When you leave that church and you're bleeding, guess where you're going? You're going to another church and you're going to bleed on the people over there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now the pastor got to come up and he got to lay before God. He got to wake up. Lord has got to wake him up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to pray for things that he don't even was even assigned to pray for. Because mm. mm. mm-hmm. oh, no. that bastard in his church. Mm, mm, mm. Pastor Chris, oh, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Pastor Chris, I'm done. Uh, we're gonna listen to so your we, comment. So we make it so hard mm. on the leaders when we don't have to. Yes, we make it True. so hard on our leaders oh, no. when we don't have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. We don't. Where, 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 we the. The fivefold ministry. The fivefold ministry can't flow in the church because we're making it hard on the leader. The leader is sent there to identify the fivefold wow. ministry in the church. That's his <laughs> job. Her job That's is to identify job. the prophet, the preacher, the teachers, the, the 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 all that, all of that. He can't be identify them and release them. He can't be all five people. That's the reason why a lot of pastors walking away from the pulpit because they trying to do every five gifts. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. But what's the mm-hmm. problem is is that it's so many people at the wrong church. Mm-hmm. That church you was at five or ten years ago, you were supposed to stay at that church, but because you got hurt, you went somewhere else, and you never got healed. You never got delivered. You never got set free. So you putting all this pressure on this new pastor, and he don't know nothing about you. All he knows is he's dealing in his, he's grieving in his spirit because he don't know why he got to go this way. But it's a spiritual grief. I know we talk about natural grief, but in the body of Christ, the body of Christ is suffering right now from spiritual grief because you got so many people are hurting in the church. So we're going from church to church. People, you're going from Mm. church to church, looking for the answer. You're going from looking for the answer, and we putting we putting pressure on pastors that wouldn't even sign to that. (laughs) Wouldn't even sign to that. 
And sometimes they need help, too, uh, Pastor Brother Kareem. We have to be honest about that. Sometimes we put pressure on people that need to be ministered to, and they don't have any place to run because before they can can make a step, there's another issue. There's another problem. And I believe that, that this situation that we find ourselves in now, this pandemic, I believe this pandemic was a means of rest for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was a means of rest for a lot of people. There's a lot of devastation involved in this pandemic, but there's a lot of good coming out of it too, because some do people left many, the four walls of the building and became do spiritual. Many, look, do you know how many churches ain't gonna open back up? You're I mean, right. They are not gonna You're open right, back and up. a lot of them are not the small ones. They're mega. No, they are not gonna open back up because it's too That's true. much. Mhm. Yep. It's too much. Yep. Yep, but I believe when we do open back up and we we do go back in the building, we'll go back in a different way than what we left out. We better. We'll go back in a different way than what we left out because we'll go in with our assignment and our election, sure, and we'll go in with a message from from God because if God tells you to just keep saying repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and that's the only message he give you, that's the only one you're responsible for, and that's the one that's going to have power on it. So keep saying what God says, say, until he gives you something else new to say. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Chris, we're going to let you come with your comments. What you going to say, Brother Kareem? This is the last thing I'm going to say, I promise. God (laughs) is trying to move us people from a pandemic to a plandemic. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. I agree. You got to have a plan when you come out of this one. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. That's it. I agree. I'm done. Uh, Pastor Chris, we're going to let you have your comments, and then we're going to give Sister uh, Marquita ample time to come and pray. Uh, what we're praying for, because after Pastor Chris, we will we will ask for um, Sister Marquita. But what we're praying for on today is the people that are, that are listening to us who are dealing with grief. We're praying for the people who are um, dealing with the pandemic and the effects of it. Because there are many families who have been who have contracted uh, COVID, and uh, there's devastation in our land, and we want to pray a prayer for them and their families. We want to pray for the discord in the body of Christ. We need to come together and be on one accord that we can become effective instead of effective. Yes. We're effective, but we want to become effective in the body of Christ. And uh, at this time, Pastor Chris. Yes, ma'am. Well, I got to co-sign on Brother Kareem once again. See, we are in critical condition as a body, and you're right. How can you surgically repair bleeding if you don't know where you're bleeding from? Now, the problem is, and he's right, we go from church to church not getting the proper healing. Why? Because we don't want to be men or women enough to admit that we are bleeding eternally and we need a spiritual hookup. Uh Uh-oh. Let me stop. stop. Mm. Okay. And, uh, And also... Why are a lot of men not coming to church? Well, here's some questions that fell on the table. Well, 
football comes on. That's one. Two, there's an expectation that's brought home from some churches. Mm. What is that, you ask? Well, when the woman is going to church, who is the head? Who is pastoring? It's who, in most cases, it's the man that's preaching the gospel, the pastor or the bishop. Well, guess what? In some churches, there are expectations. Uh oh, I'm gonna get in trouble with this one. There are expectations that are brought from the pulpit. This is what a man of God's supposed to do. So, as a woman that don't have her man sitting beside her, and she's going to church by herself, she's getting all these ideologies that this is what a man's supposed to be. She goes home, and she throws it on the man that's watching the favorite Packers game or Giants game on TV. Guess what? He's going to be offended, because as a pastor, I've already painted a picture this is what a man's supposed to look like, mm. like mm. me. And mm. some pastors are the mm. little G's in their mm. ministry. Some women mm. are looking at the pastor as their mm. side piece in the spirit. Mm. Uh-oh, I got, mm. oh, somebody going to get mm. mad with that one. But see, mm. the, the fact of the matter is this. You mm. wonder why there's a divorce rate. You wonder why it's so high. Well, first Mm. and foremost, as a pastor, you're not even supposed to be counseling a woman by yourself Mm. anyway. Uh Well, you better say that. (laughs) So if the first lady ain't sitting with you as you're counseling Mm. a woman, that's a problem. Because Mm. why? Well, I'm spiritually strong enough to handle it. Let me tell you something. Mm. I don't Mm. care how strong you are. Are you mm. Jesus? No. Mm. So, therefore, I don't care. You put yourself mm. in a position, and there's the wrong thing is said. Mm. Emotions fly. Come on, sister, mm. let me give you a hug. And the next thing mm. you are, you know, you're on the 6 mm. o'clock news with a scandal. Mm. Why? Because mm. you didn't properly minister to the internal mm. pre- bleeding. Mm. You allowed something to creep in. So not only mm. the pastor's in trouble at home, mm. uh-oh, mm. also mm. the man that's sitting at home not going to church, mm. he's going to get himself in trouble. Why? Because mm. now you are messed around with my wife. You already mm. gave her a whole bunch of head stuff. Now her emotions are tied into you and not me. Mm. So I'm ready to mm. get up off my lazy boy, take my mm. shotgun. Let me stop. Mm. Let me stop. Mm. See, see, the mm. problem is we promote mm. too much talent. We mm. don't promote the gift. Mm. We get caught up in how good somebody can sing or mm. how well someone can budget the church's finances or how mm. well Someone can bring in the people so we can open up another $4.5 million facility. See, the, the, the priorities are jacked up. And you wonder why we are in critical condition as a people. It's about relationship. It ain't about me. 
I don't mm. want you to come see me. Sorry to say mm. it. Well, Pastor Chris, mm. no. You need to mm. see God, not me. Mm. I don't care. That's why I'm not going to wear no suit when I'm preaching. Mm. If I wear my sweatpants, I'm good. I don't need to mm. be decked out giving nobody no ideas. I came mm. to go to work. Mm. I put my little sweatshirt on, my little Nikes mm. on, my hoodie, and mm. I'm good. And I can mm. still preach the gospel just as effectively mm. as someone wearing a three-piece suit and mm. it's Versace all over it. No. Mm. See, the problem is we're caught up on the eye game. We're too busy worrying about what people look like, what they sound mm. like, what they smell like, instead of detecting mm. the love and the sincerity of that man or woman bringing forth the word. If he's mm. not challenging you to be closer to God, then that's mm. not where you need to be in the first place. Mm. I don't want you, again, to come see me. My job mm. is to steer you if you're a single woman you should be in love with Jesus Christ, period. Mm. How do we teach period. that? It's all mm. relational. It has nothing mm. to do with what you serve in. It has nothing to mm. do with how many committees you're on. Because faith mm. without works is dead. So if I don't have any mm. faith and I'm just doing the work, I'm going to still be bleeding internally. Mm. Why? Mm. Because I've never been taught relationship-wise, how to stop mm. the bleeding in the first place. See, let me stop. See, I'm about to go off. See, let me be quiet. We got 10 minutes left, and I know Sister Marquetta got to get it in with the prayer. So I'm going to stop Ooh. right there, or we lose another 20 people. So Sister Lorraine, Sister Roberta, I'm done. Back to you. <laughs> Just in case we don't have time after Marquita does the prayer, I want to thank uh, from the bottom of my heart our panel. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, She did find gas, praise God. Thank you, Sister Roberta. She was, um, uh, she had some things going on. That's why we haven't called on her her anymore and her phone was dying. Thank you, Brother Irvin. God bless you. Uh, We love you. Uh, We wish you well with the children. Um, uh, when you get time, uh, Brother Urban, text me the sizes of your boys. I'd like to be my help to you uh, with them. Um, uh, Brother uh, Kareem, God bless you. Thank you. Mm. There's some other things that are brewing in my spirit uh, for you. You will be back uh, later on uh, for another show. Amen. Okay. Uh, Amen. Uh, uh, Sister Marquita, thank you for prayer. At this time, Sister Marquita will come forth in her way. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We come thanking you for each and every person that was on this panel, each and every family that was represented on this phone calls on today, Lord God. Lord, we lift up those that are dealing with the pandemic, Lord God. We thank and praise you for your healing power in their lives. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that you will restore their faith in you. We thank and praise you that you will begin to move mountains on their behalf, Lord God. Lord, we come against any plans of the enemy, Lord God. We come against any discord in the body of Christ, Lord God. We thank and praise you that we will um, begin to teach unity, Lord God. Lord, the same education that Irvin received 
on black history. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will begin to teach it in the Christian church, Lord God. We will begin to teach it in our homes. Lord, we thank and praise you that the plans of the enemy are over. We thank and praise you that you will return them back to the pit of hell. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that the juvenile will not be full, Lord God. We thank and praise you that we will take back our boys. We will take back our little girls, Lord God, that we will be the church that you have called us to be, Lord God, that we will not look for fame or fashion. We will not look to showboat, Lord God, but that we will look to make disciples of men. Lord, we thank and praise you that you will continue to give us the wisdom and knowledge, Lord God, how to train our children up in the way that they should go. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that our light will shine so that people can see Christ in and through us, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for promotion and increase. We thank and praise you for prosperity, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that we will live according to the principles of your teachings, Lord God, that we will be mindful of the things that we say, Lord God. We know that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So, Lord, we thank and praise you that we will speak life over our community. We will begin to speak life in our homes, Lord God, that we will begin to speak life over our children, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you that you will continue to go with us. Holy Spirit, guide us in the directions to go. Guide our words and let us begin to season them with salt, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you for every service that will go forth on tomorrow, Lord God. We thank and praise you that lives will be changed, that people will be delivered, that they will see Christ, Lord God. Lord, let us decrease so that you can increase. Speak through the mouths of your men of God. Speak through the mouths of your women of God. Lord, we thank and praise you, Lord God, that you will call us up, Lord God. Send a revival in the nation, Lord God. Lord, we honor you and we adore you. We thank you. We just thank thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your healing, Lord God. Those that are dealing with grief, Lord God, whatever area of grief they may be dealing with, Lord God, whether it's their gifts and their talents, whether it's their dreams, Lord God, whether it's their visions, Lord God, whether it's a physical grief, whether it's a spiritual grief, Lord, we thank and praise you, Lord God, that you would build us up, Lord God, soften our hearts that we can be forgiven, Lord God, the same way that you have forgiven us, Lord God. Lord, help us to forgive those who have hurt us and wronged us, Lord God. And Lord, we come against this, quote, spiritual hurt, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you, Lord God, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirit, Lord God. So Lord, we thank and praise you that you would give us the strength to endure these fights, Lord God. Mm. Give us the wisdom as to how to deal with it and how to handle it, Lord God. Let us give people Mm. grace, Lord God, the same grace that you give us each and every day, Lord God. Teach us how to forgive, Lord God. Teach us how to walk more like Christ, Lord God. Teach us how to talk like Christ. Teach us how to be like Christ. Lord, we thank and praise you that we will begin to repent of our sins, both knowingly and unknowingly. We thank and praise you that we will no longer hide behind our gifts or our callings or even our titles, Lord God. But Lord, we thank and praise you that you will be seen, that you will be glorified in all that we say and all that we do. Continue to be God, continue to move mountains, continue to set the captives free. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, uh, Brother uh, Irvin, we have have a few minutes, and um, we want to uh, make sure that everything you wanted to say on today 
you have had opportunity to say. Is there anything else that you want to say as your parting words, Brother Urban? Okay. Uh, uh, Sister Roberta, did you ever get back on? Okay. Sister Tracy, are you uh, have any any final words you'd like to say? Okay. All right. Well, look, we've been blessed on today. We've had much uh, that we've been able to uh, partake of on the table on today. We pray that the things that have been said um, would uh, stir your spirit to want greater in your life. Uh, We pray that your eyes of understanding have been enlightened that you've seen uh, another way because, you know, we, we're always faced with having to travel. And sometimes there are other routes that we can take to get to the same destination that are better. And we pray that what we've shared with you on today will help you to achieve more in life and the right way and that you won't do it alone, that you will feel a need now to take somebody along with you. You know, traveling is a lot of fun, but it's really fun and really exciting when you have someone of like-mindedness that you can travel with and enjoy life with. Uh, Brother Kareem, again, we say thank you and God bless you. Pastor Chris, this has been another uh, awesome um, weekend together. uh, I don't know where we're going on next week. I have to get with Sister Roberta, but I was thinking that whatever we do needs to piggyback off of the grief. And I'm I'm looking at this love thing. I'm looking at we as a body of Christ are becoming committed to a prayer life, becoming committed to uh, seeking God's will and seeking God's direction and seeking his plan and not our own. And so as we go out today, God bless each one of you. And if nothing happens and God delays his coming, we'll see you next Saturday at noon at the buffet. God bless. Pastor Chris. God bless. God bless you. We will see you next week with another exciting show. Come on in where the table is spread right here on Saturday's Percent. We're going out with Cavante Gavin. Great. We'll see you next week. God bless you.
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.